This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. We're momming today with Bonnie Wallace, author, podcaster, entrepreneur, and just created the app We Can Books. Bonnie, welcome. Thank you. So what is We Can Books? I know it's a different take on teaching kids how to read. Well, We Can Books is a highly personalized way to teach a child how to read. Um, turns out that humans are wired for speech pretty naturally, but we're not wired to, to read. You know, reading is basically a code that we created to represent sounds, right? So children have to be taught how to read. They have to be taught that that these little letters represent sounds, and when you put them together, they make words, right? And it's critical that you crack that nut um, on time, at least, so that you don't fall behind in school. And a lot of kids really struggle with it. Um, so We Can Books is basically personalized images with progressive phonics um, that help children get their heads around the building blocks of reading. And it's really effective. It's based on something that my dad created for my own children. 30 years ago when they were getting ready to learn how to read. What was that? Well, um, he wanted to create some special books for them. And he rated my family photo albums and found photos that went with these phonics word sets that he'd created um, that started out really simple and, you know, got a little more complex as they went on. And so on each page, and the, the first page is like cat, right? Cat, mat, hat, sat, fat, bat, rat, you know, mm -hmm. these little three-letter words that are all the same except for the opening letter. Um, he took a picture of my daughter Claire with the family cat. And it's like, okay, okay, right. So that's an image that she knows. It's like, oh, that's me and my cat. So she's got this sort of linking up emotionally as well as logically with the image and one of those words. And once you go, okay, right, at, that's cat, that's me and my cat, I'm really like connected to that, then the other words sort of just intuitively fall into place. Um, so he made these special books for my children, literally cutting and pasting and Xeroxing and three ring bindering it. And they learned how to read on them um, and they loved them. And I still have them because they're family heirlooms at this point. Um, fast forward 30 years later, I'm, I'm, I'm sharing this lovely story with my husband, Simon. And he says, you know, we could create an app so that families could do this. And with print on demand technology, we could create you know, full color, hardcover, beautiful books for people, you know, that are that are one of a kind and special heirlooms and they'll learn the children will learn how to read on them. And so that's what we've done. I'm in the thick of this now because my daughter is in first grade. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, they clap out 
the different sounds of words. They go up their body on certain letters. You know, uh, when it's a longer word, they they start with maybe their their wrist, and then the, the second sounds on the elbow, and then the shoulder, and then the head. It's hilarious, but it's effective. Um, yeah. And we just got the math and reading scores nationally that compared the numbers now between fourth and eighth graders how they're doing now versus 2019 before the pandemic, before the shift to everything happening online. And the numbers were awful because so much didn't happen in the classroom. Um, how do you think having an app to teach phonics and to teach reading is effective? Well, this is interesting. So We Can Books <laughs> is an app. That's That's how you build the book. If you think of it as like a book building app, that's kind of more accurate. The end result, I don't know if you can see me or not. And I know this I is podcast. Oh, I think, wait, Nicole, my producer can see you, I believe. Okay. <laughs> I'm holding up a beautiful hardback full color book, which is what the ultimate product of the app is. So you build the book in the app and you order it. And, you know, maybe 10 days later or so, it comes in the mail and it's a proper analog paper-based book book. And there's a lot of research that underscores what what is an emerging truth apparently that that people not just children learn better and retain better off of physical paper books than they do on screens and it's not well understood um there's some thought that maybe it's the flickering of the screen that makes extra work for the brain so it's harder brain gets more fatigued i don't know but we thought about making the end result, the weekend books, something you could read on an iPad, and we decided not to because we're a firm believer in the analog. So there's an irony. Um, you know, weekend books is using app based technology to build these books, but the end result is something tangible that a child can hold in their hand. Did you use this to teach your kids how to how to read, correct? You said that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the original technology. I mean, my children are 34 and 26 now, 33 and 26. <laughs> but um, but basically homemade versions of this exact technology were what my children learned how to read on. And, you know, I mean, Hi. let's be honest, they're they're doing pretty well in the world. <laughs> well, we know who one of them is. Yeah. How's she doing? She's great. I mean, she's kind of living her best life right now. Um, she's performing at the AMAs on Sunday, and she's had quite a year. For those who but don't know, Bonnie Wallace is the mother to Dove, Dove Cameron, Cameron. <laughs> former Disney star, right now a singer and an actress. Yeah, yeah, I'm super proud of her. I'm and, sure she's and super proud of you. Oh, thank you. I, I think I think they both are. Um, my older daughter, Claire Hosterman, is a top vocal coach in L.A. as well. So they're both incredibly accomplished. But I have okay, to but say. You have, hold on. You have a great voice. Is I mean, does that have anything? Can you sing? Is it a family thing? Um, I used to sing, but never professionally. I think I think, you know, they grew up with a lot of creative stuff in the house. You know, we were jewelry designers and their dad was a pianist and I'm a writer and there was a lot of theater. We did a lot of, you know, community theater. So I think a lot of it's just a matter of exposure and then it kind of feels normal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> no, I hear that. I hear that. I mean, I have not a musical bone in my, in my body, but as soon as you hopped on, I was like, oh my God, I love her voice. Um, and I want to ask you about your podcast as well. And we'll do that when we're momming today comes right back. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. 
Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. We're back on We're Mommy Today with Bonnie Wallace, uh, the creator of We Can Books. Um, how has the demand been so far for, for We Can Books? Well, you know what? Honestly, we're barely out of the gate and we're just trying to get the word out right now. That's the hardest part. Yeah. And, um, and and this is part of it. So thank you. Can I, Would you use your daughter's um, name recognition and fame to help or you're not going there? This is mom's <sighs> project. Know, yeah, that's a tricky one, to be honest. And and I never, ever, ever want to be on the wrong side of that. Um, the, the truth is it's, it's made a little easier by the fact that Dove's demographic isn't really the demographic we're going after, right? Um, her fans are are they mostly can read already, <laughs> and um, and they aren't necessarily having children yet, <laughs> yeah. preschoolers. Yeah, exactly. So so that makes it easier. But but I don't really want to do that. That just doesn't feel right. I love that you said that. But I'm sure she's proud of you. Oh, she's super proud of me. So tell me about your podcast. My podcast is called Hometown to Hollywood, and I interview people who are at the top of their game in Hollywood, whether they're agents or managers or casting directors or actors or producers, et cetera. And um, we have an intimate, honest, raw conversation about, you know, how they got started, lessons they've learned along the way, what was hard, what was unexpected. Um it's it's very intimate, and I'm really proud of it. I've got 132 episodes at this point. Oh wow! Who? I mean, if you were to pick two that stand out the most, or that surprised you the most, who would they be? Gosh, that's really hard. Um, I have to say, I've I've listened to most interviews that my daughter Dove has done. Um, I, the hour long one she had with me is honestly one of the best ones because, of course. She's my kid and I'm her mom, so we can talk about anything. I thought that was awfully good, that one. Um, the one with Kenny Ortega mm-hmm. was quite wonderful. It's the last one. Um, gosh. The one with Kristen Chenoweth was really lovely. There have been some great ones. Actually, the one with Cameron Boyce. Actually, I think Cameron came back and did two. Um, they were wonderful. So hard to pick. How do you do it? Do you ask them, is it in person? Do you do it remotely? Well, for the majority of the time of the podcast, I did it literally. I would have people come over to my my little house and we'd sit on my couch and just do it in person right there, uh, which was really fun because it was really, you know, intimate. Uh, then, of course, the pandemic hit and I thought, well, that's not going to work anymore. And uh, we went remote. And as long as you can see somebody's face, you can read their expressions. There's not too much, um, you know, over talking and stepping on words. Uh, it worked out pretty well. Do you do you find people say things that um, do they get more honest in podcasts than they would in, let's say, a television or a print interview? I think so. Yeah, I do think so. How do you get the good stuff out of them? What's your technique? Well, I think. I think it's not a deliberate technique, but I think that 
if I have a technique, it's that I just try to approach them with a very open heart and open mind. And I think that people sense that. And I think that if there's a sense of trust there, you know, that like there's not going to be any gotcha questions. Like I'm, I'm genuinely there. Like I can hold the space for them. Mm-hmm. Um, that they respond to that because because people, they want to be seen, they want to be heard, they want to make a contribution, and that's 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 what my podcast is about. Is it's it's really aimed at at young actors, you know, and parents of young actors, so that they can learn about the industry or anybody who wants to be in the industry. It's an incredible resource that way because people just they tell their stories and we learn through story, don't we? What is it like to be a mom of a young actor? <laughs> it's uh it's a ride. It's a big crazy ride. It still is. Um I think for me one of the biggest takeaways of the last 10 years or so since Dove's been in the public eye is that you have to cultivate a kind of a a deep zen approach to things. You can't let yourself get involved in drama. You cannot. You have to be really disciplined. Um, you have to like hold the space again for your for your kid. Um, but and 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 don't let things get personal. And that's really tough when it it seems very personal a lot of the time. How do you um, help Dove see things like that too, or not react in certain situations? Well, I think that. I think that a lot of the the trick is to not react yourself so mm-hmm. that your kids, whether they're, you know, four years old or, you know, 24 years old or whatever, they look to you and they're taking their cues from you. Um, and a lot of it is really subtle. And parents, we are communicating stuff constantly, not just verbally, but but non-verbally. And so they look to you to see, are you upset? Are you worried? Are you stressed out? And if you can just stay grounded and unflappable and say, you know what, this is actually all okay, and we're going to get through this, then they can take a breath and say, right, this is okay, we can get through this, you know what I mean? But on the other hand, if you get all like, "Ah, oh my God, ah," you know, whatever today's drama is, that's not helpful to your kid, you know, So, so to be of service to them to me is the most important thing. And I think where, where parents of young actors go go wrong is, is by not remembering them. Can you share an example of a moment where you really struggled, but you think you came out um, and she came out better in the end for it? Oh my gosh. You're like, there's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> like, where do I start? <laughs> um, I think, well, without getting into specifics which i really can't because i'm understood these are not my stories to tell um there have been various times when something would happen that feels let's just say like a disaster you know something happens you're just like oh no and in that moment sort of zooming in on it it might look that way but if you can just zoom out a little bit and literally get a better sense of perspective on it, 
you can realize, especially as time goes by, that often what looks like disaster is is actually a gift. And that in that moment, you can't tell that, you can't see that because you're too close to it. But it's very frequently the case that what feels disastrous is not actually disastrous at all and turns out to be a good thing. Um, and so when you see that often enough, you sort of kind of go, all right, you know what? I'm not going to let myself get all bent out of shape out of this because it may be it may be that this is a good thing. It, and that's like kind of a training. Are you guiding towards bad news is publicity in the end? So therefore, publicity is good news? No. <laughs> no. OK, so I'm interpreting this all wrong. <laughs> no, no. Just like I mean, sometimes it's personal. Like, well, I mean, if you're an actor, you're you're auditioning for work, right? For your work, for your livelihood. And and sometimes you get really, 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 really close to getting something that you really want. And you don't get it, you know? And and it can be just utterly gutting and disappointing. And then and then later on, when time goes by, you sort of get a bigger picture. You're like, wow, actually, I dodged a bullet there. Right. Because that role might have pigeonholed someone into a position maybe they, they didn't want to be known as, or they got something better because they didn't get that one opportunity. Specifically, yes, that's that's a common one for her. Um, and and also sometimes it's like, oh, that director would have been a nightmare right. or, you know, I mean, like, really, there's a lot of moving parts to things like this. And sometimes it's just like people are mean online. People oh, are just I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so what's the solution to that, especially having having daughters? What, like how, and in your case, a daughter in the public eye, starting at a young age, how do you get her through that? It's hard. I'll be honest. I mean, even like actors and people in the public eye, they're people. Sometimes they're young people. They're and often young people. They're often young people. And and if they're an artist, they probably have a fairly tender heart. Mm-hmm. You no. Know? Um, and and to see what people will do and say sort of under the cloak of anonymity online is disgusting. <sighs> I mean, I've, it's, it's, it's happened to me so many times. And, and sometimes I, I don't even know where it's coming from, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's like, I, what I, did I, I say or do that made this person say that? Like, I can't quite. Um, it's not linear to me. No, I mean, in my experience at this point, I. I've come to feel that a lot of there's a certain percentage of people out there who who don't feel very important, you know, and and they have this desperate need to feel important and to pile on to a a, a mean pile of stuff online, for example, makes them feel important for a minute. It just does. I just honestly, I just don't I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't know. Like, why did. Why do some people feel the need to put that bad energy in the world, let alone to let it fall on the recipient? Yeah, I don't know. I, I think part of the trick, and I've 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 said this ten thousand times to Dove, is like, you know what? It's not about you. It's not personal. It is literally what these people are saying. It's a reflection of their inner condition. I mean, and once you start to really get your head around that, you see how true it is. And then it's like, all right, you know, they don't know me, <laughs> so it helps. Yeah. No, but it really is. It's it's there are no words there. There really isn't. And of course, you know, you want to be popular, particularly if you're in the public eye and to constantly be hearing that stuff. You can't help but say, well, what am I doing wrong or what what did I say or where that could possibly make these people feel like this? 
Yeah, but it's it's literally impossible to please everybody. Yeah. And some people out there, they're looking to be upset about something. So that's yeah, true. There's nothing you can do about that. Just sort of like mute them. Um, honestly, <laughs> I've come to believe that social media is sort of like having a, an IV in your arm and letting random people dump stuff into it. It's like, you can limit your exposure and that'll make a big difference. Just like dip in and dip out. Don't hang out there. As we wrap this up, Bonnie, where do we find your app for your books? Thank you. You can find it on both the Google Play Store if you have Android and on the App Store if you have Apple. And it's a free download and you can build your book in there and then order it from us. And uh, help your child learn how to read, which will help them get a firm foundation on an amazing life. Thank you, Bonnie. Thank you so much. Jason in the House, the Jason Chaffetz Podcast. Dive deeper than the headlines and the party lines as I take on American life, politics, and entertainment. Subscribe now on foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you download podcasts. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.